If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Welcome, welcome, everybody. It's a brand new season of Alter Call. We are on season three for us, but season 14 of Maps in Boston. Hi, Aid. Hi, Tane. We're on season four for us. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you know, I had a brain freeze. I was like, is it three? Is it four? But we just started. How is it four seasons? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Okay. Season four for us. Season 14 for them. Welcome back in both ways. You came back to town and welcome back to the season. Thank you. I came back to town so I could be snowed upon so that a tree could almost fall on me. That's why I came back to the greater Washington area. <laughs> <laughs> one could argue that you brought the snow aid and it's coming again we're getting more snow <laughs> when are you leaving again bye <laughs> soon soon <laughs> the 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 thing about snow is that it's truly the most beautiful thing i've ever seen in my life until it just turns into an annoyance that you're like please go away <laughs> <laughs> i know i was telling some coworkers today that the snow um was really pretty it's not, it wasn't this pretty when I lived in the Philly, Jersey area. So, you know, there's something for that pretty picture. Some of the pictures you took were very pretty too. So it was nice getting out. Usually I just stay inside, but this time I'm like, put on your jacket, bundle yourself up, go look at the snow. <laughs> well, guys, it feels like we just left, but I think like we had a bunch of stuff going on during the off season. But um, anything we need to update the people on aid? Just remember that we're over there on Patreon. For our Patreon folks, we are going to post a poll. Ask, I'm sorry. We are going to post 
asking you guys to share what bonus episodes you would be interested in. Um, we will also be doing the after party show on Patreon every week. It'll be up on the Monday after each new episode. And over the break, we did Sister Wives, which I loved and Tane endured. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> and we also did the top five fights on math. So yeah, go to Patreon and check us out. We have a lot going on over there. So talking of previous seasons, Tane, what's going on with the old folks? You know, I, I want to ask that question too, because it seems like there's been a decline in posting. The people who are actively posting are the ones with kids, but it's all kid content. Nothing I can report back that is like salacious or anything. But there was a, <laughs> <laughs> there was a little bit of stuff. I mean, you know, on Reddit, it, Eric's DUI was posted. Um, he had a DUI. It looks like it was back in October. But if you want to go look for it, it's been taking off of Reddit now. And the reason is just like it was considered to be like doxing and sharing of personal info, which I can't say I can I disagree with. Right. I'm glad it was, it was up long enough for us to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. But I do hope Eric is OK. I thought he said he wasn't like a drinker. So I'm hoping the show didn't make him, you know. Drinker, because it's just weird that it's one thing to drink and get drunk. I mean, that happens, but to drink and drive, uh, that's Uber, guys. There's Uber. So, yeah. Um, sometime during last season, I don't remember if it was on air or off air. I th- mentioned to Aid that something is off with Karen and Miles. Not quite sure. I feel like I strongly feel that way now. They're both taking a break, I believe. Um, they were supposed to also, well, I didn't see any pictures over the holidays of them together. And they were supposed to have like a trip to Punta Cana. I don't know. I think it was sponsored or something like that. It was. And you then they go both, travel with them. Okay. And then they both released statements individually, I might add, saying like the trip is canceled and the people are working with them. The only difference was Miles mentioned that he's aggressively taking care of his mental health. So... Again, I hope everyone is okay, but it's not looking good. But I wonder if it's just not looking good for Miles as an individual or for Miles as Karen as a couple. I think someone showed a post that Karen had made where she's like very obviously wearing her wedding rings. They were like, we can all calm down about Miles and Karen. But who okay. knows? You, I mean, you just yeah. can't be reading signs into pictures that people post. They could mean anything. It could mean, I don't want to hear about it, so let me just post this ring and so people get on my back. That's very true. And then also, I mean, we already know Mouse talks uh, publicly about his mental health. Like, he might just really need a break. Times are hard, people. Like, the world is on fire. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, you know, and anything he he can do to take care of himself, I mean, he should. Now, let me tell you, I say that people aren't posting. Let me tell you who's posting. Merla and Rachel. Oh, my God. They are heavy (laughs) on Instagram. It doesn't matter what it is. Every single brunch, every single lunch, every single workout, every single walk with a dog, every single look in the mirror, everything is on Instagram. They are living their best single lives and they seem happy and most recently there was a picture of Merla, Brett, Rachel, and fucking Johnny together. So yay them. I'm just mildly annoyed 
with why we need like every time that cast hangs out they want us to know about it and i'm not sure why i need to know every single time you guys get together oh i mean we know the dna of last season's cast it just seems on brand i guess they're very Um, weird very weird (laughs) and that's the thing is like they were one of the older cast members where we're like okay we're gonna get some maturity (laughs) well um, I think you mentioned this to me, um, or I think I saw it, that Gil got a BMW. Yes, yes. <laughs> you cannot be on TV for six months saying, like, I'm not motivated by money and then buy a nice car. I mean, you can, but then people will accuse you of stuff. If you hadn't spent all that time saying you didn't care about money and money doesn't drive you, and then you buy a car that costs a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, you wore them Louboutins on the reunion, so I don't know, Gil. Who are you? Jamie and Doug are headed to Mexico, and she was sure to let us know that she is fertile and still trying to conceive, so they're going to get it in, and hopefully she comes out with a baby. My thoughts for Jamie aside, I mean, she really wants a third baby, and I really hope that, you know, I wish her all the baby dust, and I hope she gets that baby this year. It was one of her goals for the year. So, And as always, I close with Where is Haley Today? I did not see anything, but she did post uh, being in the Virgin Atlantic Clubhouse. And I went through to check the location and she is in, she was at the Heathrow Airport. So my guess is that she's in London. I don't know if she's staying or if it's a layover, but that's all I got for social media. Okay. Let's see if these people get more active as they're like, wait, people are stealing my my fame. I need to get myself (laughs) out there. Got these new kids on the block. I have 12 minutes left. Well, maybe more like five. (laughs) So So now we start with season 14. We have returned to Boston, which something I loved about this episode is the reminder that Boston is a beautiful city. Oh, I didn't catch that. I, I just loved all the views. I saw the Bunker Hill Monument multiple times. I have climbed the Bunker Hill Monument. Our one here in D.C., our obelisk, the, the Washington Monument, has an elevator because it's civilized. But the only way to get to the top of the one in Boston is to climb. It's like 355 steps, I believe. I have a magnet that says, I climbed the Bunker Hill Monument. <laughs> um, but we are introduced to our new couples. First, there's some clips. And then there's like an, a, an, an overview from Dr. Pepper. And I realized that Mass has got some more money this season. Because instead of the janky business that they had going on before, our experts have a beautiful background this season. Mm. It just looked like the, you know, like the uh, Microsoft Teams or Zoom call where you can pick your background. They just happened to pick a snazzy background. Compared to what we've seen in previous years, I was impressed. so we start with Lindsay and mark so we start with mark he's with his friends and he lets them know hey i'm getting married (laughs) what do you think of mark um first of all i know aid hates this but i really truly enjoy this but i will let you guys know that mark is 37 and his title was mr wicked committed it wasn't Mark the Shark? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, my first thought was like, I've seen people say that he looks like AJ from Philadelphia. So when I 
close one eye and look from one angle, I see it. And the other thing was like, I was getting very, very strong Mike to situation vibes from him. <laughs> Some GTL. GTL. <laughs> for, for those who don't know, Jersey Shore, GTL stands for Gym Tan Laundry. Mm-hmm. I still watch Jersey Shore. I, I, this is news to me that there's still a Jersey Shore to watch. <laughs> yeah, Jersey Shore vacation. <laughs> like they came back and it's been like four, three seasons now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Mark is very intense. He is. He is. Um a new feature that they seem to have introduced this season is showing like pictures from their childhood. I quite mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Hmm. I'm trying to, I didn't, it didn't strike out to me that it was new, but now that you mention it, it probably is. Yeah. Um, Mark's story is pretty, like, last year everybody had childhood trauma from poverty. Is that right? I feel like this year everybody mm-hmm. has, like, parental problems. No, last year it wasn't all poverty. We had, like, three deaths. Gil, Merla, Michaela. Okay. There seems to be something similar going on here. I don't know, like, (laughs) there's just, it seems like for every parent there is a story. So Mark's story is that he applied four years ago when they came to Boston the first time. They have clips of him, so he made it pretty far in the process, and then they didn't pick him. Um, But his, like, background story is, like, his, his dad passed away after, like, a very short illness. His mom is in, like, a rehab facility. I wish they would have, like, made that very clear. By rehab facility, it's, like, the place you go after the hospital. It's, like, you need more care than a nursing home, but you need less care than a hospital is the way I understood rehab facilities. Mm-hmm. And then he has a grandma with dementia. So all of this to say, like, none of his parents are coming to the wedding, and he talks about that with his friends. Yeah. I think it was very, the contrast of how he started out saying that he had like a great childhood, he came from a good religious family, and then just the flip-flop of listing all the people that he lost and then saying like he spends his holidays alone. Oh, that broke my heart. That was, yeah, that was just, you know, sad. I, I think I said out loud, like by the time he said my dad had cancer in the liver, in the lungs, in the esophagus, it was stage four. He died five weeks ago. My grandma had dementia. My mom is in rehab. I was like, damn, out loud. Because I was like, does it stop? Like one person? That's a lot. That is a lot. But despite everything that's happened, Mark seems to be a pretty positive, optimistic person. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He is a positive person. It's almost like he has no choice. Like it's too much. If you dwell on that, it will break you. Huh. You're right. So, any other thoughts on Mark? Um, I enjoyed his phone call to his mom, and I'm going to comment on this a lot. I did not realize until this episode and this season how much I appreciate when the parents are happy for them. Because I really enjoyed that the first re- her first reaction was like, I'm so happy for you. Given for the fact, like like you said, it was vague. We didn't know what kind of rehab we're talking about, what her capacity is. But just for the fact that her first words were, I'm happy for you. And that was the first person he called. I really enjoyed that. 
Yeah. I, you're right. It is a completely different vibe when the parents or the friends or whatever come with positivity. Mm-hmm. I always find it annoying, and maybe we'll get to this with other people, when it's like a group of girlfriends and their reaction is very cynical. I'm like, what kind of girlfriend are you? You should be like positive about your friend getting married. <laughs> we also don't know the history of the girlfriend in, in, in question. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Shouldn't be judging people too quickly. So Mark is marrying Lindsay. And we should have known that Lindsay was a character. I loved how she told her dad and her brother that she was getting married. The bubble guns, and she's just blowing these beautiful bubble guns. Immediately when she was playing with that bubble gun, I was like, I want one of those. And she (laughs) says, well, the experts asked me, like, how I would want to come out at my wedding, and I wanted a whole bunch of bubbles. So I went out and bought these bubble guns. I'm getting married. (laughs) And then her brother said, hopefully. Her dad was good. Her dad was very like, congratulations. Yeah, it was great. Oh, and sorry, Lindsay's title is The Wild Card, and she's 34, and the way she described it is, I've never actually played Uno. I realized that when she said it, and she's like, you know, when you play Uno and you have a wild card, that's me. So that's Lindsay. Um, I have played Uno, but I don't really remember the rules very much, Mm -hmm. and our listenership is going to be like what rock did these two crawl out of because uno is like the most popular game ever (laughs) (laughs) um her issue with her mom is that they're basically estranged or semi-estranged it's basically toxic i also noted that Lindsay should not wear hats she looks really bad in the hat that didn't stand out to me i didn't notice (laughs) (laughs) I think it was a contrast to like how high energy that she is and she tells us that she likes rules goes to bed at 9.30 and doesn't drink caffeine I mean the more we got to know her the more we were like you probably should stay away from substances if this is you in your natural form you don't need no help (laughs) I I want to say something okay so you mentioned the pictures from when they were younger I don't know if you remember her picture. I just want to know what year that blue Cinderella dress was from, because what in the hideousness was that? I don't remember the blue Cinderella dress. Oh, my God. I don't know if it was prom. I don't know what year it was, but it was just an all blue, horrid, awful dress. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, what you're describing sounds like my homecoming dress, which was pale blue. I'm sure I have a picture somewhere. It's probably not that flattering. (laughs) Oh, I thought this was blue, too. <laughs> it was the early 2000s, you know? What can we say? Um, At least for me. I don't know how old Lindsay was. Lindsay is the... Did we see her doing some kickboxing? And I mean, the intro package, I didn't... I didn't... I didn't get a lot of impression out of the intro package. I did love when she said, what's the worst thing that can happen? I'm still not married. When they asked her, like, what kind of risk she was taking here. And I was like, that's the correct answer for everybody on maths. I don't know why they try to turn it in this thing when that is truly the answer. What's the worst that could happen? I'm still not married. (laughs) I feel like she made an impression. I feel like we got to know a lot about her. And, yeah, that kickboxing, I don't know. It was probably spliced in because we saw it again the day before her wedding. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I think just from the intro, we found out that, you know, she hadn't seen her mom. 
in three years, her parents split. Her mom doesn't pick up her calls. She has cats named Ben and Jerry. And she mentioned that she's a caretaker by heart, which was a good throw-in considering part of, you know, Mark's friend's concern was taking care of his mom. So on paper, you know, it seems like they're a good fit. And also she gave the best line of the night. My blood type is B positive and that's my way of life. I saw you tweet that on our Twitter and I was like, oh. <laughs> you didn't hear it? Um, I heard her say it, but I don't think it quite made the same impression as you. Is it to tell me? Oh, it was the best. It was the best <laughs> one for me. I was like so corny, so cheesy, but I love it. So I, all that to say that I think that she did le- leave an impression on me based Stop on the it. intro package. From the initial introduction, I did think the experts tried here. Yeah. I got strong AJ and Stephanie vibes from these two. Yes. Um, We'll see how this plays out, but this is one of those where I'm like, I do see why they were matched based on the first few minutes, not on anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went back and forth. So the way, let me tell you how I structured my notes, if there's anything. I have the beginning where the experts tell us the reason why they matched them. We all know it's a little crock. Like, it's just whatever they think. (laughs) Then, I don't know if this is terrible, but then we have the intro. Then I have, what's their trauma? Because it's just how they structured it. It's just, this is the reason why they're matched. This is why they're getting married. They tell their parents, and then their trauma. And then they splice in different reasons why they might get along based on what the other has said. And Pascal is like, they're matched because they're both high energy with deeply caring sides. And I'm like, is this a good idea to put two people who are a lot together? But then by the end, I was like, okay, I think they're good on paper. But also in the beginning, I'm like, they put people who both have cats. I'm like, you know, because that worked out well in the past, but you know. I mean, it's better than cats and dogs or I don't like dogs in here, but someone with a dog. True that. But yes, I agree with you that they did try. They at least, we can at least see the commonality of why they were matched. In this intro, though, we have to qualify it. (laughs) Y'all are going to come back in three episodes talk about what are you talking? We're just basing it off this intro. Yes, based on this intro. Um, Next up, we have Katina and Olajuwon. Um, Olajuwon, th- this is the thing. When we're watching Maps, or at least when I am, I'm like, you know, he's standing in his backyard. He says he's gathered his family. He said his family to tell them that he's getting married. I'm like, who is this old white dude? I'm like, is that your dad? Because I think somehow I knew he was mixed or something. And then finally we find out that that is actually his, a coach of some sport when he was young. That's, that's, <laughs> that was yeah. his coach. <laughs> and then all of his family... Um, in his package, there's l- exercising. That's when we realize once again, not in parks. In Houston, everybody was exercising in parks. This time, everybody seems to be exercising in different locations. <laughs> Some in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> that took me all the way out. Like production is like, listen, this is the only day we have. You better run. <laughs> Uh, these producers really want us to know right off the bat that we should be very suspicious of Elijah one. Now, why am I, was I suspicious? I don't trust a man who is that into taking off his shirt. 
And they made sure that he took off his shirt a lot in this opening package. Okay, Olajuwon's his title is the ex Playboy. I think we should put the ex in in quotes because we don't know <laughs> yet. And he's 29. Um, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people know Olajuwon is a Nigerian name. I think it means like full of wealth or something like that. But we're assuming that he's just named after the basketball player because I don't think there was any mention of anything Nigerian. Um, did you, I'm, I'm sure you did, that his mom was blurred out? Yeah, I guess she did not want to participate in the show in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I found it interesting that he didn't address that at all. Like, usually it's like, you know, my mom or my dad doesn't want to participate in this. They don't approve. But that, like, there was literally no mention of his parents. And then his mom was blurred out in the picture. It was, yeah. We saw, and the, the weird thing is, is that when they showed his dad, he wasn't blurred out. Yeah. Oh, his dad is dead. I'm sorry. He yeah. Um, so I was like, is it because he's deceased? They can show him. Uh, and the thing, oh, that's interesting because I thought that maybe his dad was Nigerian and that's why his name was Elijah Wan. Yeah. But then his last name was Dickerson. So I was it's like, Dickerson. Wait. yeah. And his maybe I was like, like, he said his parents were never married. So I was like, maybe he has his mom's last name, but he has a Nigerian first name in honor of his father. I, and then I saw the names of his siblings, but then I was like, do they all have the same? I had a lot of questions about his Nigerian yeah. heritage or whether it's there or not. Exactly. So that's why I was like, if he, if he mentioned it at all, like I'm from here or anything, I don't know. But he did say he was close to his mom, which is what makes the blurring thing and not mentioning anything at all very interesting to me. But um, the expert's explanation, well, I'll just wait till you mention his wife. Um, but we, you do know that he knew Jeffy. Yes, yes, he is Jeffy's friend. And in the minutes of the kickoff special that I watched, Jeffy, you know when you say nothing, but by saying nothing, you say something. <laughs> Jeffy was like, "Oh no, I'm not gonna say like anything bad about." I, there was just a vibe to me. I was like, "He is a, he is not, he ain't shit." Is the best way I can put it. <laughs> But I wasn't sure about if they were friends or if it's that they went to college together. That was the vibe I was getting. They went to college together. He was wild in college. But right now, they're just people that know each other or of each other, but they're not like friends, friends. That's what I got out of it. So Okay. So he I'm explains sure. to us that in college, he had an alter ego named Isaac. Because Isaac is his first name or his middle name? His middle name. And his alter ego was up to no good, it sounds like. <laughs> um, can I say that they played that up? I, they made it seem like he was conning people, frauding people. <laughs> and I'm like, when you really sit and think about it, it's not like he picked a name and then he was using like rotating like 50 names. He was literally just telling people his middle name. It's his actual name. So I wasn't quite sure what the issue was, but okay. <laughs> they made it seem like he was using his middle name so that people couldn't find him because of what he was up to. That, that's how we could watch the same show and not see the same thing. Yes, but you could tell 20 people your name is Isaac. Everyone's just going to think you're Isaac. So what are they mistaking you for? <laughs> I just, I don't get it. <laughs> like Now, if you tell one person I'm Isaac, the other one I'm Mark, and the other one I'm Mushu, I don't know. Then, yeah, they don't know who you are, but you tell all the same people that you're all Isaac. But I'm pretty sure you just become Isaac. That's it. 
funny this middle name what does it mean when you tell people your middle name we don't know we'll find out from a larger one later yeah while he's sitting there talking to his family he makes sure to mention that something he wants out of wife is dinner every day when he gets home and his sister-in-law praise the lord is looking at him like no his sister-in-law also has a cup that says real housewives of massachusetts in that case Um, and they do a little interview with the sister-in-law and um, she says something like, I think Olajuwon will be a loving and devoted husband. I can tell when things are edited in. She mm. just said, a, I think she said good husband. And then they had her add in later, loving and devoted. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm sure Olajuwon said other things about what he wants in a wife, but you, in the year of our Lord, 2021, when this was filmed, you cannot, I don't want to hear any person, man or woman, say that they want dinner when they get home every day, unless it's followed by, and I plan to make all kinds of money so that she, this becomes her job. I, I didn't hear that from Olajuwon. All I heard is I want dinner. And I'm like, is that what you think marriage is? It just, it seemed very immature to me. I would never for the life of me understand these men that equate a good wife to a meal. Like, a meal. There's Uber Eats, there's frozen <laughs> dinners, there's stuff you can microwave, but no, 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 you're not a good wife if you cannot cook. It's just backward thinking. But I will say, like, you know, once he said he was getting married and his friend was like, well, is Isaac gone? And I'm like, by AIDS law. That is a question mark when your friends are like, are you sure you're ready? But I will play devil's advocate and say, Olajuwon gave me real heavy Woody vibes. This is how we trash talked Woody in episode one. That was another one who had his shirt off a lot. Yeah, you're right. I'm like, he could be a Woody, but you know, I don't think so. I, I We will see. Maybe Olajuwon will surprise me, but I did after that package, I just didn't have a very high opinion of him. I mean, we could have gotten away with it, but the minute he said she's not a wife who she can't cook, it was just all downhill from there. <laughs> Susan is like, she doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> oh, boy. The coach just pointed and laughed at him. That was funny. <laughs> just by the side, he's like, look at this guy. <laughs> I think ready. the coach has been like married for 30 years to one woman, and he's like, this dude doesn't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So Olajuwon is marrying Katina. And on the surface, they seem very similar-ish in that her ident isn't her identity is former party girl. No, it's party girl no more. They were terrible oh. this year. Um and I'm sorry, Aid. I just wanted to point out that Katina is also 30. And it's something that you brought up. Like it's not much of an age difference, but once again, the only people who are paired with a younger guy is a black woman. They mm -hmm. only do this to black women. They only give them the younger guy. Um, but I wanted to say, what I wanted to say earlier was that the reason why they said they were paired together is that they have outgrown the party lifestyle and now they want quiet dinners and cuddling at home. And this irritates me or it irks me because it's like, what is this either or mentality? Because I don't know who made the rules that marriage means no more partying. You just stay home and cuddle. You could want to do that, but do the same thing just with your partner. Like, I don't, 
I, I'm a homebody. That doesn't mean everybody else is a homebody. And then the minute you get married, it switches off. And, oh, no, I just want to stay home. So I was really irritated. And I, I wasn't sure if Pastor Cal was the person who said that because he's, maybe it was Dr. Viviana. But that's the kind of thing Pastor Cal will say in his light sprinkle of misogyny that he possesses. But it was just like, okay, I want quiet dinners and cuddling. I don't, okay, weird. But, yeah. I... Was about to say that she didn't get a workout intro, but I was wrong. I oh, was she wrong. got one. She got one <laughs> with a full face of makeup. <laughs> because she was in her she was in her room doing like the party. And they made her dance. I wonder if there was music. It looks like she wasn't dancing to any music. And then oop, we got her on a bike on the patio and running in the fields in a nice, you know, matching set. So you know. Um, she said she's been single because she gets cheated on all the time. And my first thought was, I will be surprised if these two don't know each other. Because if they claim they're party people, like everybody says, maybe they've run into each other at the scene or they've heard of each other. Or like we see in the preview package, a lot of ones like, what if I fucked up with one of our friends? What if you fucked up with her? <laughs> he didn't even think about that. <laughs> um, her trauma was that her dad had been incarcerated since she was little. So she's had no example of how um, a man should treat her. And Pastor Cal thinks that they are a strong match. Why? Because they both come from single parent homes. Yeah, he said that. (laughs) (laughs) This is the type of stuff where people are like, the experts don't know their job. In what universe is, we both come from single parent homes. I'll be, I I, I I don't understand that logic. It's not, it doesn't have to make sense. So I have one last question for you, Aide. Is there a reason they kept showing Olajuwon scraping paint off the house? Well, in a point in his favor, he owns a house. <laughs> okay. So why would they just make him scrape the paint? Is he renovating or something? Did he have a shirt off while he was scraping? I mean, of course. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yet another activity we can show of this man with no shirt on. I just thought it was odd. They showed him on multiple occasions just scraping paint off. I'm like, what? what is happening? Is this, I don't know. But no yeah. matter what, I feel sorry for these people in these opening intro packages because they have them <laughs> running around doing, can you imagine someone telling you dance around in your bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> and they do it, their game. And I respect them for that. <laughs> so any other thoughts on Katina and Olajuwon? No, that's it. Um, next we have Steve and Noi. Um, Steve meets with his family at a restaurant. He says his mom's nickname is Worry. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> it made me laugh. I was like, why are they being so mean to this poor woman? She has like four kids, okay? When you're a mom, you worry, okay? Especially when like he starts telling us more about himself. I'm like, no wonder she was worried about you. Um, his sister, I think it was a sister or a sister-in-law who looked devastated when, when they were told that he was getting married. His yeah. mom just looked shocked. Yeah. Steve tells us that he lost his job at a certain point during the pandemic. So he decided to go south. He lived out of his car. And now he's a minimalist. And they got all this good footage of him, like, in his car, driving around the wilderness. And I'm like, that doesn't look like Massachusetts. I wonder where he is. But maybe it was Massachusetts. Oh, he's in Florida, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah, but, he went to Florida. He went to Florida, but I'm like, did they drive down to Florida to get these shots of him in Florida? There were pictures. 
They were just oh. still pictures. Oh, okay. I thought they took a picture of him driving, too. Um, he tells us that his grandparents had an arranged marriage, and they are still together after 70 years, and, and an uncle had an arranged marriage. And um, one of his siblings is, says something about him being an unemployed hobo. Is that right? <laughs> I don't recall that. And I was just like, or maybe, I, you know, I said that, and that could literally be my thought. Um, <laughs> but I remember thinking, like, that's not right. Like, he described himself as, like, a software engineer or one of those other jobs that if you want a job, you can go get one. But that's the key word, if you want a job. Because he did say... I went, can't, whatever, the road trip, and I just realized I don't need much to be happy <laughs> because he's back now. He plans to get married, but he still didn't go get a job. So he's, does he want a job? <laughs> so when they show us Noi, I'm just looking for signs that this one wants to be, you know, a van girl. I'm not going to lie. I thought of that Gabby Perito girl who ended up murdered. <laughs> Oh, it's just like dark. <laughs> whenever someone says we're going to live out of a van, all I can think of is, oh, yeah, that murdered girl. I don't think I had heard much about van life until her. So Steve um, is Mr. Free Spirit and he's 38. Is he the oldest besides? Um, who is Haley's husband from Atlanta? Jake. He was 38, too, I think. OK, so they're the oldest um, so far. But yeah, he's 38. Um, there was a part where he said the two main things missing in my life were are having a partner, and I, I thought he was gonna say a job, but then he said children. <laughs> so <laughs> um I, I appreciated his family's diversity because they showed a family picture. I even peeped the black guy in the family picture, so and yeah, the mixed he, children too. I was like, yes. look at that family. Yes, and then during his workout, I think he was shirtless in the in the gym indoors, and then the slow mo of him pouring water over his <laughs> So going back to what you said, we see the final product. They give us music, but you remember when they say action, there is nothing happening there but crew saying go, and you're just pouring water. <laughs> and you know what? I I trust people. Like it wasn't his idea to pour water. Someone was like, "Oh, go ahead, pour some water on yourself." <laughs> So, you know, thank you for your service, mass participants. Um, before you get into Noi, I do want to say, like, I think you mentioned this in our episode, the Ryan episode, but the movie with Nicole Irie Parker, Drea DeMatteo, directed by Boris Kojo, I am very intrigued. I saw a number of movies, single black female too. I'm like, should I, you know, make it a point to watch this movie? Because it's working. These ads are working. That Janet Jackson documentary, I'm obsessed. Every time that one comes on, I'm like, when is it on? And then these other movies, I'm like, someone's really going to watch this movie. Otherwise, <laughs> Lifetime wouldn't make it. <laughs> I mean, they're known. They just woke up one day and decided to like make that their niche, just like this bad, good movies. So, hey. Okay. okay, just wanted to mention that. So, Noi, we find out a few things about her. Um, you know, she does her exercise. Um, she tells us that, you know, she's her parents are from Laos, and she was born in a refugee camp, and her parents came to the U.S. when she was two. But we also find out that originally, I think she was trying for 90 Day Fiancé, because she's like, I will fly over the world for love. And she went to met up with a Bulgarian dude, and there was a U.K. dude, and I, there was a lot. 
I know. I was like, she should have been an anti-day fiance. She would have been perfect. But she also seems a little stable. <laughs> they don't like stable for 90-day fiance. So. <laughs> and then this poor woman, as Tane mentioned before, had to run around in the rain. <laughs> oh, my God. It was very interesting. But, yeah, I was here for her alter ego. What was her alter ego's name again? Noisy. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> when you like you forget things to protect your own mind. Noisy. Good lord. I mean, I hope I'm right, but I think that's what it was. But that was her title too. Quietly noisy, but with a Z. I don't <laughs> they didn't even try this season. Oh, and she's 33 years old. Um when you mentioned that she went to a refugee camp, I think Steve maybe was the only one. He did not have a trauma. Oh, that's right. His parents are still married to each other. They're both living. Oh. Okay. I guess his trauma was the being laid off. But, um, oh, it was very <laughs> interesting when his sister was like, so when they ask you, what do you do? What are you going to say? <laughs> Maybe that's where the hobo part came in. But <laughs> I think, yeah, that did happen. It was his brother, wasn't it? The one that's blonde or something? <laughs> when he said all of his siblings were married, I was like, even that one? <laughs> He was cute. He was cute, but his hair color, I was like, oh my goodness. Um, <clears throat> when they showed both of them, this is very dramatic, but I felt a peace within me about them. I know better. I do not trust this peace that's in my heart, but when they showed both of them, <laughs> I felt that peace. I was drawn to Steve. I liked Steve. I like Noi. I tried to figure out what the issue was. I don't have a valid issue with Noi. I just, that quiet voice irks me. I, it doesn't make any sense, but I don't know why. But other than that, I think they're a good couple. They're an attractive couple together. Yeah, I wonder if she, is he very tall? He looks it. He looks like a tall person. I think there might be a height mismatch here. Ah. But I mean, there's no such thing really as a height mismatch if you're like if you're cool with it. Um, if both parties are cool with it. But I do think she might be yeah. significantly shorter than him. I mean, if Matt and Amber made it work. But they didn't. <laughs> um <laughs> This show has really broken me, man, because last night I was all like happy watching all these people, and then I had to remind myself they will disappoint you. <laughs> I know. I know. But the way they describe their stories, you're just like, I just want you to marry someone great and have a great life because it seems like you've earned, like, I don't know if earn is the right word, but you deserve this. And then I'm like, ah, six weeks from now, what will I be saying about these people? I know. Because the one thing I will tell you about this season, these are people who are at their wit's end when it comes to dating like, the one shared thing they all had was, like, they are ready to marry. Oh, at least they think they are, but it seems like they're ready to give it their all. But, again. Yeah, I mean, everybody's saying the right things, but what what is said Mary J. Blige? Heard it all before. <laughs> no, it's not Mary J. Blige. Who is it? Uh, Sunshine Anderson, I think. Oh, thank you. Am I going to lose my black card? Yes, don't cut this out. <laughs> Oh, 
Um, I was because this is the same time of year. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like when was it Van Jones called Mary J. Blige Beyonce? I have no idea of that. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was an inauguration concert. Mary J. Blige killed it, and freaking Van Jones was like saying Beyonce was there. Oh God, how do you even? <laughs> Okay, so next up is Jasmina and Michael. Now, Jasmina goes to what seems to be a beautiful brunch spot to tell her family that she's getting married. Her stepdad is a zaddy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's your stepdad? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) And he's Jamaican too. You know, Jamaican men are dangerous. Um... One of the things that I think Pastor Cal said is that they have cultural ties. So we find out that uh, her... Excuse me. Mm-hmm. It was Dr. Viviana who said that. She said they're from big families and that they have shared morals and cultural ties. And I was going to ask you, what does that mean? Well, I was waiting for it. We find out, because when she tells us her story, it includes a part where her dad went back to Jamaica. And the more we found out about that, the more I was like, did he go back to Jamaica voluntarily? Um, and I was like, okay, so she's at least half Jamaican. And then I was like, is Michael Jamaican? Is he like, is his heritage from another island? I, I, I assume maybe at some point we'll find out. Oh, I just thought maps was being maps. I just thought they're black. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Cause I'm like, I, I just didn't understand what that meant, to be honest with you. Me either. That's they never told us. So I'm like, are they just, they couldn't find something. So they just threw that together. But okay. Okay. Because, yeah. Okay. So cool. Jasmina's another one. Because this has happened, I feel like, multiple times in mass history, where part of people's dating history is someone having a baby with someone else while they were dating with them. <laughs> um, And then we hear, you know, her tragic parental backstory it's not all tragic um long story short her mom is actually her ex-stepmother but is actually her mother like she's taken on that role in her life um yeah it made me really sad like one parent skipping out was one thing i don't know what happened with her dad but i do find like yeah so i think what they do mention that she's a child of nine i guess could that okay is that considered a cultural tie because michael does come from a big family i don't consider it to be one but unless that's what they meant there are nine children but she hasn't met most of them she only knows her biological sister um because their mom walked out on them and then their dad got married or something like that to her stepmom and then he left and moved to jamaica then she got him and all that so that's a lot of instability i would think for a child it is but um i I, when she told this story i was like oh my gosh your mom is the greatest Mm -hmm. i I, I, like i just find that people who take other people's children into their hearts and like have a good relationship and stick around even when your other parent is not there i'm like oh my god and her mom is gorgeous um (laughs) she looks so young i was like that's your mom um, so yes, now I'm in love with Jasmina's mom. <laughs> Jasmina at one point was making a cake and it was boxed cake mix. And, um, yeah, I'll just leave that there. I'm oh, a baker. Guys, guys, <laughs> he's a snob when it comes to baking, so. <laughs> so yeah, Jasmina had the tragic backstory, like, in her personal life. And then she also had the tragic dating story 
of just like terrible men treating her terribly. Yeah. And also she's the only one without a workout. Oh. Yeah, she didn't get a workout. But her title is Miss No Nonsense and she's 29. After we saw Jasmina, it took me a little while later to realize this. But this is the first time in a long time where Maths has no natural hair black women. <laughs> I am always so happy to see a natural on Maths because I literally watched their hair all season for ideas. And this season, it's all like the long ass weave. Um, We don't know if Katina is going to be natural because she's wearing a wig. It That's didn't true. Sit, it didn't sit right. So we don't know like when they honeymoon and all that good stuff she might show us because i mean look at michaela she gave us different things so you don't know i just find it interesting because it's such a it's almost like since i want to say diana or someone it's just like every season there's like natural girls like and when i say natural i mean like and their natural hair is out so anyway that's just an observation we'll see not a judgment what what i'm looking forward to is who's gonna have the braids for the honeymoon Um, then we have Michael. He is sitting with his sisters to tell them that he's getting married. Um, and they are such sweethearts. Like, they're so excited, so happy for him when he tells them. Mm -hmm. And he's another one with a lot of loss. Um, Mm -hmm. his dad Mm -hmm. passed away when he was young. His brother was shot. His mom passed away from breast cancer when he was 20. But he Mm -hmm. has lovely sisters. So... But yeah, it was like very, very sad. Yeah, I agree. I feel like my list or criteria for people who join the show gets longer and longer. But I also know that it's not realistic because that is just a lot of loss. And loss is such a devastating thing that when it happens multiple times over, I'm just like, how do you even recover from that? So I almost wanted to say... Well, if you've suffered this much loss, maybe you shouldn't be on the show. But I know I'm just, I'm tripping at this point. But yeah. Um, Michael is 28. So yes, Jasmina gets a younger man. And his title is Training for Love, which doesn't bode well. <laughs> because... <laughs> um, his sister in the white shirt, though, even though his sisters were lovely, she seems skeptical the entire time. And he's telling us that in the past he has lacked patience. And I'm like, so what has changed? And we are told that they are matched because they they both strive for a successful, long-lasting marriage. And I'm like, who is striving for an unsuccessful, <laughs> short-lasting marriage? Why do these people say trash? <laughs> um, <sighs> So I will say this. Michael gives me very strong Zach vibes. He seems like a good guy that is chill, <laughs> but I think it's a cover-up. I think he's not ready for marriage. I don't know what's going on. The man looked terrified the entire three-hour episode, I might add. So mm, mm, my eyes on Mike. So for those of you who saw my tweet about the person I don't really like, I intensely dislike, it is Michael. Okay, I don't agree in a sense, but I'm also like, what's to disagree with? These people <laughs> screw me over every time. <laughs> Next 
Next up are Alyssa and Chris. And before we even begin, I nominate Alyssa and Chris for the Brett and Ryan Award of the season. Yes! I, think that- I was going to say the same thing. Yes! Like, these are the throw darts against the wall and hope it sticks couple. There's nothing they have in common. I think, and I also think they're the put us to sleep couple because <laughs> Chris comes off very, very normal. Um, except for some of the things he said. I like how he broke the news. Um, he sat down with his mom, and we're always wondering, like, what did they tell their family to get them to sit here with a TV crew to be surprised by this information? Chris tells us that he told his mom he's filming a real estate show. And I was like, are you going to start hearing about, like, price per square foot? But thankfully, they start with him saying, I, this is not a real estate show. I'm getting married. And his mom looks vaguely horrified, but she is supportive. <laughs> Chris's whole shtick is that he has, he's a serial monogamist and he dates people for a year or two and it's wasting his time. And his mom is looking at him confused and she says exactly what I think. How is dating people with the intention of marriage and it working out for a year or two a waste of time? Hopefully you've learned from those relationships what you don't want. <laughs> Oh man! It, it, I, at first, I was worried. I was like, "Why are you going to put this woman on the spot?" <laughs> She's on a mindset like we're about to like, hype you up, your work, real estate, and you're like, "No, mom, I'm getting married in two weeks." Who? I don't know who she is. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel bad for the parents. I was like, "Parenting is a thankless job. You raise a child, you feed them, and they." pay you back with that. I don't know who I'm getting married to. You deal with it and you come on TV for me. <laughs> oh, oh, Chris plays disc golf. We, we get subjected to oh, a disc golf monologue. I'll be honest, I've heard about disc golf a lot, but I have no idea what it is. And I still do not know what it was after we saw Chris play it in slow motion. I, I never heard of it in my life. I'm assuming it's, it's basically... You know what discus is? I know what a discus is. You know what it's called when they throw it? The sport itself is called? Well, yeah, throwing a discus. Anyways, it's basically... But they throw frisbees in disc golf, which is very confusing. <laughs> At least they look like frisbees to me. Why isn't it just called frisk golf? I don't... Just the name is maybe what is misleading. I don't know. It's just weird. If there is a listener out there, you need to message us. Please comment on Instagram, find us on Twitter, and tell us about disc golf. So yeah, that was Chris. Well, I found it interesting that this grown man, he's 35, his title was Mr. Monogamy, had a cell phone with a ring light. I actually don't know if that's weird. I thought it was weird. I don't own a ring light and all that stuff, but he was taking pictures of himself (laughs) with the ring light in there. And he said he wants to be relationship goals, basically. Like, and I don't know if that's a red flag in terms of like Johnny, where I just want to look good to other people, or do you actually want to be in a successful relationship, or you just want to be the person that other people look at and they're like, yeah, I want that. So, wow. <sighs> Next up, Chris is, is getting married to Alyssa. I mean, I. This was the second time where someone does the group meetup. It looks like they're at a winery or something. And when they get to the part like, hey, I'm getting married, they stand up. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you standing up? 
Um, Alyssa rescues animals, specifically dogs. She's very into animals. She rides horses, but then they show her riding the horse, and she looked very scared. She did not look comfortable. <laughs> and then she did a, she did a whole. If you look at me, you would never know that I'm just so comfortable being a country girl. I was like, who? What do you think people see? <laughs> what do you think? Anyways, I mean, that's all I have to say. about What do you have to say about Alyssa? Um, she had a pineapple tattoo, tattooed on her arm, and I really just wondered why. What does it mean? What does it signify? Um, I thought it was pretty savage the way her ex broke up with her, saying, don't make dinner because we're breaking up. Yeah, she was apparently engaged up until a year ago, Um, and they show them as, like, the bridal party in someone else's wedding. Which was a little bit sad. But they, yeah, um, they never got around to getting married. He broke up with her when she yeah. was making dinner. Did we mention that Lindsay's ex broke up the wedding five days before? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because gosh. Pretty painful, too, you know? The baggage yeah. that people are bringing onto the show this season. It's a lot. Oh, yeah, Alyssa's 30. And her title is Looking for Her Forever Home. Um, I don't know. Like you said, they're boring. They're, they're boring. But, they were boring uh, this episode. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. This is true. All right, guys. We'll be right back. And we're back. All right, so now it's time for all of the um, boys and girls to meet. I think something that they're taking out now is usually they used to show the guys go shop for rings, right? Yeah, when they have a ring sponsor. They, which is weird because I know when we get to the wedding, they do have a ring sponsor, but they didn't show them going shopping. So it's weird that they have a ring sponsor this season. I still didn't go shopping. Yeah. All the girls are together. They all look actually pretty and getting to know each other, asking their ages, why did they do this? And Lindsay's all like, I have a confession. And I'm thinking, what is she about to say? And she's like, she gave the experts free range for looks. The only thing she asked for is no belly and no baby teeth. And I can't remember if it was Katina that was like, you did? Oh, my God. And then I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? It is, oh, my God, worthy. Like, you can't give these experts that much power. Because, because even when you're specific, they don't listen. So. And then every time they would flash to the guys, I'd be like, does he have a belly? Are those baby teeth? Because she said something about chiclet teeth. And I was like, are those chiclet teeth? No, he <laughs> didn't. I was just concerned about the belly part. Because he has like a interesting body type. Like he's swole, but he's not like muscular. But I can't tell if he has a belly or not. He's just like a, hus- a husky guy. So, and I was I like, what does she consider a belly? I don't know. We'll find out later, I guess. But I was like, he's not, I mean, he's not washboard abs. Is she going to be okay? Yeah. So then they all start talking about their moms and how supportive they are. And then Lindsay suddenly starts crying. And honestly, I found it touching because, you know, parents are supposed to be the people who love you the most. So, of course, it's going to affect her um, when you don't have it. And then she shares her story with, the rest of the girls and says that she's been asking her mom to come, but her mom is basically dangling a carrot in front of her instead of just giving her a yes or a no. That's just terrible. Like, how much do you have to hate your child to do that? It is um, really terrible. Um, 
And I did, like, Lindsay is a lot. But every time she talks about her mom, I just feel, like, the genuineness of, like, how much it hurts her. Yeah, she just reverts to that little girl. So it was nice also because Jasmina, guys, it's the first episode, so I'm still taking my time to realize who's who. Jasmina tells her, you know, you don't know what other people are going through. And then she shares her story also about how her mom is supportive, but she was actually her stepmom. So, you know, they bond with that story. And then Jasmina says something about she's private. And I'm like, Lord, help us. <laughs> we don't need another private person. Look at Ryan. Look at even Bao. We can only talk about certain things. But I will tell you this, eight. I think this season is a very attractive cast with the women doing most of the heavy lifting. Agreed. Yeah. I did. When they were talking about the mom stuff, I did appreciate Jasmina sharing. But... And I'm not, like, trying to dismiss anything that Jasmina's gone through when it comes to parents. But I do... This is when it gets to, like, the comparison Olympics. Like, you have a mother figure who will be at this wedding. She does not. This is true. I don't know. Sometimes, like, I think I've been reading this thing lately that when someone tells you something, like, sad or about sickness or whatever, you don't need to tell them about your own personal experience. Like, I get that they're sharing and stuff, and I don't think it was wrong for Jasmina to tell a little bit more of her story but it just felt a little like this is like a deep hurt I don't know yeah. that what you guys are saying is actually helpful helpful yeah I, it's funny you say that because I was actually thinking of that about Noi because Noi says oh I feel so hurt for you because I know how much my family means to me and I can't do anything without them I'm like uh wrong timing how's that helpful how is that helpful <laughs> Sometimes um, you just keep your gratitude on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Because at least, Jasmina, you have a replacement. Someone who loves you. It's even even worse because you got someone who's not biologically related to you that wants to love you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, Just by facial expressions alone, Alyssa is not a Lindsay fan. <laughs> I could see that. Um, I didn't pick up all... on it at this point. I did not pick up on it at this point at all. <laughs> I did. I just put a note. I was like, hmm, someone's not a fan. Um, and then they talk about sex and the first night and all that. Yeah. And then they all... Oh, your favorite topic? <laughs> I just, I'm just, you know, I love maps where they're just hitting those beats. But I got to tell you, A, they're getting better. Before, they used to, like, drum it into our heads. And now it's just one line, just checking the box. Just saying it so I don't get fined, and then they're out. But before, it was just like, consummate, consummate all the time, so. Um, and then they all vote for Noe to have sex first. They're all like, she's the quiet one that you can't, you know, you just have to watch out for them and all that. Um, the boys meet up, and Mark is all on Energizer Bunny, just going on and on. I'm not nervous at all. He wouldn't stop talking. And for the 157th time, he told us that he applied four years ago. I don't want to hear that ever again in my life because he said it over and over. I'm like, dude, did you not date just so this would be a story? Because <laughs> he's so proud of the fact that he waited <laughs> and came back. Um, Olajuwon keeps going on and on about attraction, the usual mass trope, like, you know, what if I'm not attracted to her? Wang, wang, wang. I don't mind I it because usually it's the other way around. What if I'm not attracted to her? 
But this was a nice guy's discussion about what if she's not attracted to me. And I always prefer that one. Yeah, oh, so that's where I was going into. Elijah said, what if I'm not attracted to her? And then Chris butted in and was like, I find it that, I'm sorry. Then Chris butted in and said that I'm worried about the decisions that I've made in my life won't be attractive to her. So Chris was on the right side. Olajuwon is still concerned. I mean, he added later, what if I'm not attracted to her? But I think that's after everyone else chimed in. But his first stuff was like, attraction, attraction, attraction. Like, you know, that's the first thing you see. That's the first thing we go by. But I appreciate I appreciated what Chris said. And it's like, you know, a thinking man versus like what you said the other way around. Hmm. So... Like I mentioned earlier, Michael just looks terrified about the process. He was just there looking scared. Um, Steve, you know, they do this shady thing where they make the guys give confessionals, probably about their first impressions about the other guys. And Steve is like, well, for a larger one, I hope he has done the growth that he's talking about. (laughs) Because (laughs) if he hasn't, there's might be some problems in there so it is one of my favorite parts the men commenting on the other men in a pc way because i think somebody said about steve like you know i hope his wife is patient enough like he's you know he can be intense so like i said michael gives me strong season 13 vibes not just zach just like a strong season 13 guy vibe like (laughs) worried about everything i'm so picky and then Elijah one says that, you know, they ask about the whole sex thing and he's like, he doesn't care that he's done the sex, that he's going to try and get to know people this time and he doesn't care anything about sex. And Aid, where have we heard this before and how did it turn out very badly? So we'll not take his word. <laughs> At one point, Elijah one says something about Facebook. And I was like, really? Facebook? How old are you? I mean, well, you know, 90 Day Fiance, that's where a lot of them meet. So strange. Um, Mark is already calling Olajuwon O, and I'm like, (laughs) he has the name of literally the most famous Nigerian in America. (laughs) Why have you shortened his name already? I'm glad you brought that up because I was going back and forth and if I should say anything, I always don't want it to be like, you know, we're bitching about stuff, but I also couldn't decide if I was annoyed by it or not, because why are you shortening my name? Like, I don't know if he gave me permission to, maybe he's okay. Like maybe it's better than butchering his name, but at least try. I just, he's the most famous Nigerian America as as far as I know. And I guess, you know, it's generational because now that I think about it, like, if you didn't remember the 90s, you may not remember Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> but I don't even think it matters. Someone tells you what their name is, you make an effort and try to do it. Like, just say it, sound out the syllables. Olajuwon. Like, not that hard. Mark said something about being concerned about Michael being quiet and reserved or something. And I was like, Mark, compared to you, everyone is quiet and reserved. No, I am with Mark on this one. I'm telling you, Michael looked terrified. He was there just (laughs) deer in the headlights, eyes darting around. Oh, my God, what have I gotten myself into? I was like, you might as well just cry like your renaissance brother because I don't know. What is going on? He was making me anxious. Like, don't sign up for this if you're that bothered. Like, again, remember that 
Michael said, compromise is something that's new to me. He's getting married in two weeks, guys. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was about it for them. And then the next thing we see is the dress and tux shopping. We didn't get it for all of the couples, so I'm guessing we'll see it next week. We only got it for Lindsay and Mark and Michael and Jasmina. So I'm getting, I'm guessing they're getting married next. Yeah, That's yeah. I guess. Um, it was a little boring. Nothing really happened. And so, but the friends were talking while they were shopping. For, I'm still convinced that they picked their dresses before they go for this, but I don't have confirmation of that. But um, one of the friends was like, you know, a little boring is okay for Lindsay. Like, Lindsay could use a simmer. And that made me chuckle. <laughs> um, both friends, for Mark and for Lindsay, are concerned about their personalities. And then I thought, is this like an Amelia Bennett situation where, you know, they're quirky, so they're concerned? So, honestly, it could be a hit or miss. But- I'm very excited to see this because they... They are a hit or miss. They're both so kind of out there that it would be difficult to find someone to match them. Yeah. But maybe that's what makes them a good match. Yeah. You know, here's the difference. I think Mark's is more organic. I think Mark's is born from his trauma. It'll be interesting to know if this is how he was beforehand. And I think Lindsay's is not a cry for help, but it's very attention-seeking. Oh, yes. So that's where I'm like, there's only so much if you're going to be married where you're going to put up this mask. You're going to have to show your true self. So I don't know what is what. So, yeah. We're going to find out. I thought it was sweet that Lindsay's dad showed up for her dress shopping. Yeah. Yeah. My dad is sweet. Dad I'm is liking sweet. her dad so far. Mm-hmm. It's very, very sweet. Um, so then Michael and Jasmina. Um, Michael walks in and he's very specific about a burgundy tux. And it turns out that that was his grandma's favorite color. I don't think he knew that. His sisters told him that. And then they get emotional because he's like, the only thing that's missing is like he's always thought about this day and his mom being around and his grandma and then end up being here. It's kind of like the missing puzzle on here. Um, Jasmina is one of those people, like every dress she wears looks great. Yeah. So <laughs> Although, she... that first dress or second dress she put on, I was like, there's too much going on there. And the first thought that I had is, oh, that's beautiful because Jasmina is so beautiful that she can wear anything. And then my second thought mm-hmm. was like, this is, this dress is too busy. And it had, um, what are those things called? gauntlets <laughs> where it's like a sleeve that just goes yeah. on by itself and I was like Jasmina this is too much this dress is too much yeah um not to be mean or anything guys but when Michael was shopping I just kept focusing on his bald spot because it was just I wasn't expecting it but then he turned his head around and he was just right there and I was like oh I did okay. see that I did see that yeah um, moving on, they have the Bachelorette, and it looked like they got the Houston treatment, just a slight upgrade. And when I say that, I mean a large space with just people milling around. Like, I don't know what the what the space is for or 
if it was an actual, do you think it was an actual location? It just looked like a huge space. I, I, I wasn't paying, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I just, every time these bachelor and bachelorette parties looked like the worst party I've ever been to. Five <laughs> people bring five of their friends or whatever and attempt to look like they're having fun. <laughs> um, Maybe it's just me, but I love that Jasmina and Katina seem to have bonded because there was a scene where they were just holding each other to the side. And I'm like, yes. Um, Lindsay is talking about, you know, maybe she should have done something with her last bartender and, you know, got her last hurrah, hoping that her new husband doesn't have a small penis. Just basically all of the attention-seeking things. That's her way of expressing her cold feet. Because clearly she's nervous, but she's just going on and on about different things. She, I mean, Lindsay, there got, came a certain point where I was like, how many small dick jokes can one woman make? And mm-hmm. I think this was the part where I was like, is Lindsay practicing for her stand-up routine? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave that there. <laughs> um. So they start talking about sex and all the things of the night. And Katina's like, I'm not into toys. I'm not into handcuffs. I promise you, I'm not that freaky. But she's very confident, not quite sure why, but she feels like, you know, her husband is going to be on the same page as she is. This was such a setup aid because on the flip side, (laughs) (laughs) Halajuan was having a good old time, but I'll get there. Um, we see Alyssa is the wet blanket of the season. She's the person that's the Merla sitting in the corner talking about how this is not her scene and she doesn't, you know, enjoy this. Then Lindsay has a confessional where she says, I like 90% of the brides. Um, and she starts listing everyone that just means like Naomi Campbell, Katina knows what she wants. Noi is just enjoying herself. And then she's like, there's a fifth bride, right? what's her name I was like she's like I mean she's been missing it's not my fault I am dead I laughed so hard I know it's kind of mean but I was like is she joking or is she for real (laughs) Um, this is my issue with Lindsay I know full well that she's going to entertain the hell out of us but we're Mm -hmm. just not here to just be entertained now, Lindsay, mm. do you know how to function in a marriage? Mm-hmm. I think that's all facts. That is all facts. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, at some point, you're going to have to be serious. Like, you are not here to be the jester of the season. Like, I, we appreciate it, but make it balanced. Um, For the bachelor party... <laughs> Mark was giving strong AJ vibes, except instead of it being dinner, it was like a New Year's kiss. Like, he's just like, <laughs> I hope I get a New Year's kiss. I've been wanting to do that for so long. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, Olajuwon came out to play because, first of all, that stripper earned her money because she did her thing on there upside down, the vagine and faces, and... Elijah won't take off his shirt. Why do you have to take his shirt off? Oh, okay, my bad. I missed the memo. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Just not for the house. He also takes it off in the strip club. But this man, who claims that he's done work on himself for two years and is ready to get married, yells out, this is my habitat! <laughs> and then goes off with the stripper, puts his face all up in her ass during COVID. 
didn't think about the COVID. I was just uh, the stripper is a test. That's she's not here for your entertainment. She's here to test you. And I don't understand these people. You claim to have watched this show before. What did you learn? Again, devil's advocate. It wasn't this bad, but you know, Vinny was all up with the stripper, saying it wasn't I'll be even happy. close to this bad. Okay, I know, I know. But... There was so much blurring. I was like, have we ever had this amount of blurring before? Um, I think the New Orleans strippers in the house. I don't think there was that much blurring. I stand by. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what was also funny was a lot of it was clearly faded, like just clearly like tipsy. And talking to his friend, and it was like, you know, when you get married, you're gonna have to be <laughs> do it with. He's like by my side, and then he's like, no, she's a part of you. He's like, right, right, damn. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> it's either he's gonna be so bad, or they're setting him up because I don't, <laughs> and I can't even compare it to Woody anymore because Woody wasn't this bad. So <laughs> I think he's going to be terrible, and I would love to be wrong. But I don't think I'm going to be wrong. I just feel bad for Katina. It's not fair. But you know what? I'm not guaranteed that Katina won't be terrible either. These people live to surprise us. Oh. Okay. Um, You know, it's because we're one person, we have to review it, like, separately. But the way it was shown to us was side by side. So just hear Katina say... Oh, my husband, he's definitely on the same page as me. We're going to be this. And then you see Olajuwon's face in an ass, and she's all like, <laughs> I'm chilling. The and one they did it to everybody. They did it to everybody. Yeah, they did. And it was just kind of, the only one that kind of like was, you know, maybe sweet or boring, pick your choice, was when Chris, they were trying to make Chris going. He's like, it's not that I don't want to, but I'm thinking about my wife. And Alyssa's like, no, I can't do that. They are like, oh, your husband's going to be like straight-laced or whatever. So, I mean, he did good. Like, hopefully, the thing with Alyssa is the vibe that I'm getting. Hopefully, she's the kind of person that appreciates it, not the kind of person who you do all of the things and she will still find something wrong. So, yeah. So, yeah, the day before the wedding, people meet up with different family members. I can't remember who Jasmina met with, but she said something about her dad isn't coming because he's in Jamaica. And once again, I was like, is that by choice? Um, I wonder if we'll ever find that out. Lindsay has done a fresh dye job on her hair and it's really bad. Like I said, I'm honestly sick of hearing about Michael being scared because he met with his sisters one last time. Like Aid mentioned earlier, it is season 14. If you are not vulnerable and it is difficult for you, do not apply. <laughs> I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I can't count the number of times. Even his brother was like, are you ready? And then his sweet brother was like, you know, patience is not something that I've quite seen from you in your past relationships. And I'm like, you did good, brother. You said it like in the nicest way possible. So here's hoping for the best, but who knows? I think it's brave of Lindsay to share her family struggles once again, and it's valid. And she meets with her brother, um, this is where we see the kickboxing, right? Right. And they're talking about it. And she's she mentioned to her brother that maybe he can call mom. And I wonder, do you think her brother has the same relationship with their mom? Or is it just her and her mom? It could be just her and her mom. Because mom's relationships with daughters and sons is never quite the same. 
Mm. I think that makes it harder, actually. That yes, that watch. makes it much harder. Much oh. yeah. Man, I mean, but her brother did say he tried, but you know, there's nothing he can do. Um, they do do different um video selfies, you know, the day before the wedding. I mean, nothing really stood out. Again, Michael stood out to me because he was listing all the worst things about himself. Instead of saying the things that he could give to her, he's just like, I hope you're ready to do this. Hope you're ready to deal with this. And I'm like, oh, my God, this season is going to be stressful. It is so so funny because I think at this point, I was looking at Michael and Jasmina and I was like, you know, they both have a very chill vibe to them. I wonder if this could work because they both... They just be so uh, both seem very at peace with themselves. Like, yes, Michael is stressed out or whatever, but I just I I have hope. I guess that's the thing. I don't think he's at peace. I think he's riddled with insecurities. So that's why I keep getting really strong um, Zach vibes. Because when you're riddled with insecurities, you try to cover it up in other ways, which is why from past experiences, he keeps picking at the women because of the insecurities in himself. Okay, Which we'll is exactly see. what Zach did. So right. <laughs> it's so funny because when we first saw the couples in the People magazine, I thought Michael was the most attractive. I just got to see this episode and I'm just like, what did I even ever see? So it goes to show that what you think of someone's personality plays a part. <laughs> I, think, I, I think his head might be too small for his body. <laughs> I'm not laughing. It's just an observation. God forgive me. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll be right back to cover the first and only wedding that we saw in tonight's episode. And we are back. So. (sighs) We are here (laughs) gathered for the nuptials of Lindsay and Mark. She looks really good in her selfie video. Um, We see him gathering with his friends before the wedding, and they're so excited and happy for him. I think he takes another opportunity to mention that he did this four years ago. He sure did. He sure (laughs) did. I'm sorry, Aid. In his um, little video thingy, is it just me? This man arched his eyebrows before the wedding. Oh, I didn't notice that. I noticed that he shaved, and I was like, is he more attractive with the beard or without the beard? I wasn't the same. (laughs) What did you you pick? I think with. I I think the thing with Mark is you again, you have to be at a 43 degree angle, one eye closed, looking, and then the combination of the beard with his eyes, it works. And then you switch to the other degree, open your eyes, and you're like, yeah, not quite sure. So (laughs) I die. We see Lindsay, she makes yet another small dick joke. (laughs) This is this is her shtick. Yeah. At one point, her dad says to her to think twice before she opens her mouth. (laughs) My man, sweet, sweet Lindsay's dad. Too late. (laughs) Um, As we said earlier, we know they have a ring sponsor this year because they show them showing the rings. I honestly don't remember the name of the ring sponsor. I will tell you it is Boston Diamond. Oh, good, good, good. Want to make sure they get all of their advertising. Um... (laughs) The venue for this wedding is beautiful. Um, there's like a rose arch, but I really just think like being on the water, I I, I think Boston's a very pretty city. 
Mm. I just it's just not something that stood out for me. But I just like summer. So with the water, anything with water and it's summer and the sun shining, go for it. Maybe it's just because I was sitting here cold. I was just jealous of people <laughs> being in the warmth. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing, Aid, um, when Mark called his mom, you know, earlier his mom was like, oh, I'm happy for you and all that. And when he called his mom, it seemed to be a negative turn. And I don't know, again, we didn't have details about her illness or what's going on with her. So I don't know if it's a case of you don't know what you're going to get. But his mom said something like, if she stays and asked him, why didn't you do it the right way? And I'm like, uh, that's a 180. <laughs> so maybe we'll find out as the season goes along what, you know, exactly her illness is. But I just thought it was a huge 180. Yeah. So Lindsay getting dressed with her girlfriends. Later on, we find out that Lindsay said she was open. I think she said it when she met up with the girls that she was open to all races. Mm-hmm. If you listen to our Clara and Ryan special episode that we did before this, I always give people a little bit of credit when it's like, oh, you have a good enough friend to be a bridesmaid and you're open to all races. That is a checkbox in your favor. Yeah, you're not just talking the talk. But that is not the story here. Uh, the story here is that this one is chugging the champagne. And they have, like, a camera inside the bus, and they just keep on showing her, refilling her glass, drinking, drinking, drinking. And, like, the whole time I had this whole, like, I only watched half a season of Married at First Sight Australia, but it had that vibe to it. Yeah. Um, The bridesmaids' dresses are really beautiful. Yeah. So we get to the venue. She says goodbye to her bridesmaids. She looks like a sloppy drunk. (laughs) She's like, I need to go to the bathroom. They ask her if she has her vows. We're seeing production. We're seeing production. She starts taking off the top of her shirt. And like, they got to blur that out. Like, have we ever seen a blurred out moment at a wedding? I'm married at first night. No, she actually like just took it off. It was a lot. It was it was not her finest moment at all. She finally gets it together to walk down the aisle. Um <laughs> I didn't think Mark looked very happy at the look of her. Really? I mean, I don't think he was over the top. He didn't have the usual wide grin smile, but he seemed okay. It also wasn't like, oh my god, I'm disappointed. This wedding was horrifying to watch. Maybe I just have, like, an extra oomph of the cringe factor. Like, Lindsay will not stop talking. (laughs) No, I'm with you. It was very cringy. (laughs) Unnecessarily talking. Um, He's like, she says her vows, and they're pretty nice, actually. I really love the officiant, and I loved when he said patna, and I was like... (laughs) (laughs) But, like, uh, Mark has some very nice vows. And she interrupted his vows. Yeah. Um, I did notice that she was wearing a necklace that had an anchor on it. And in his vows, he says, I'll always be your anchor in life. And I wondered if the necklace was a gift from him or a happy coincidence. Oh, that's interesting. That's true. We didn't see any gift exchange this season. Um, I assume it was a gift. And then I wanted to be like, see, Haley, when the man gets you a necklace, you have to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
putting on the rings. Hers is like too small and she keeps on making jokes that aren't funny. Um, then there's a really cute thing with um, wreaths, the Greek wreaths. Apparently she has Greek heritage. And so they put on these wreaths on their head and they cross them three times. And then they have a kind of cute first kiss. But Aid, why do you think the ring didn't fit? I found that so weird. <laughs> I don't know, like wrong size. I, I I don't know. And I didn't, I wondered, does it really not fit? Or like, I don't know about other people. If my hands swell up even a little bit, then my rings don't fit. And like, even a hot day can make my hands swell up. So it could be, it could have been anything. Oh, I just felt okay, so- like, get it on there as much as possible. Like, I just didn't, she's just a drama queen. Yeah, they forced it on there. Because I was just like, also, since it's sponsored, is this a good look? Does that mean your measurement or your sizing isn't right? <laughs> like, it just didn't. I was like, how did this happen? But okay. <sighs> so they do their, like, after wedding one-on-one, which was actually, she gave him a hug, which I thought was really cute. Mm-hmm. And the hug wasn't awkward. Um, There was a part where my, that, okay, now this is where I think, he had weird looks on his face. Not when she walked down the aisle. Because when they hugged, there was a moment where he was like, oh, uh, oh, okay. I think they had one quick awkward moment, but it was nice. It was a nice gesture. I could not believe how much talking she did in their one-on-one. <laughs> I mean, I think we know enough not to be shocked at this point. <laughs> I, I really was, though. Despite the fact that I'd watched a whole episode of her, I had no idea it was this bad. And... I can't recall ever watching a mass wedding. Well, by the time we got to Chris and Paige's reception, that was horrifying. But this was like a horrifying ceremony. Yeah. It got worse the more it went on. Because like, at least at the wedding, it gave like, you remember Michaela couldn't stop talking either. She just kept, you know, making comments. But it just progressively got worse. I'm terrified for the reception. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't even thought about the reception. Um, (laughs) The whole like so at one point she's like laying down on a bench and he like comes up to her. It was all very staged. But I mean, we kind of get an explanation during the after party, which we are gonna cover on I mean on our Patreon, but I don't know if it's a strong enough explanation. But yeah, we'll talk about it then. And then like the conversation about the cats, okay. I hate it when a conversation goes too long. Um a job that I had like my motto if you will was and what is the point so <laughs> they're talking about the cats and he says that he has three cats and she has this extreme oh my god I can't believe it oh my god you have to be kidding me Da-da-da! all for her to say I have two cats I'm like why did that take so long and why were there so many words in between because she was expressing happiness in like oh my god she even turned to the Produces and was like, you guys. <laughs> and then the question becomes, is this just drunk, Lindsay? In the words of age, we will find out. <laughs> I I'm like, maybe this, I think it would. Okay, so here's the thing. If it was sober, Lindsay, horrifying. If it was drunk, Lindsay, horrifying. Because if I was Mark, there's no way I'm staying married to someone who couldn't show up, like, of sound mind to our wedding. I mean, we did have that scene where he was having a confessional and he took out a handkerchief and was like, wow, that's a lot of energy. And coming from Mark Deschard, <laughs> you know that that's a lot of energy. <laughs> I feel like 
it doesn't bode well for the season that after the first wedding they show us, all I can think is, what the fuck did I just watch? Oh, I think, you know, I found that last part entertaining. For me, it was just everything before she walked down the aisle. That was so bad. It was just bad for me. No, the wedding itself, I was, I just, I'm like, why can you not stop talking? How could you interrupt his vows? I kept thinking if I was Mark's friend, I'd be like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. Okay. So that was the episode. That was the the start to the season. And, you know, there's been a lot of, like, on Reddit and in other places, people being like, oh, this show I'm not watching anymore. But I do trust maths to entertain me. I don't know that I trust them to create sex, sex successful couples, but I do trust them to entertain me. And on this first episode, they delivered. Oh, there's a reason she married. She got married first. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you catch the part where she's like, "You're giving me wop"? Yes. <laughs> and she said that in an interview. I kind of feel like if you're gonna say that, say that to the man himself. Don't waste it on an interview. No, no. Even for Lindsay, I'm glad she didn't say it to his face. You just met. You've done a lot. Let's not add the WAP on top of it. Like, (laughs) Jane, you know we probably have listeners who don't know what WAP is, so I'll leave it to you to tell them. Um, (laughs) You put me on the spot. WAP means wet-ass pussy. It just means (sighs) that she was turned on by the fact that he had cats. (sighs) Which I think is a good sign. Because I've said this from jump. The first thing they need to do is make sure, you know, they're attracted to each other. In Liz's case, she didn't care. She made it abundantly clear that she didn't care what they look like. So finding these things, let's start with the cats and get you on this side or whatever. Like if they had given her someone who had a dog, it's hard it's easier for her to shut down. But with the cats, she can start with a WAP and then progressively go up from there. I uh. hope. But yeah, it's the hope that kills because I love this beginning episodes because I used to hate them, funny enough. But I think as the show switched around and we're now beginning to get so much drama and I'm beginning to find out that these are the happy times. So (laughs) I'm appreciating them more. (laughs) These early episodes, you just, you have so much. I I still have hope for Mark and Lindsay. (laughs) Yeah. point I can't call anything I really can't the only people I'm thinking might make it is um Alyssa and Chris because they're just gonna either be a Jessica and Austin or Bobby and Danielle or she could really turn out to be a nightmare I don't know because like I said she just seems like she would be unhappy about stuff so I don't know all I can say is I can't wait to see it <laughs> so tame. Who has your first impression bouquet for bride and groom? All right. My first impression bouquet goes to Chris. Yes, I know I said he was boring, but he was the one that just seemed to be ready, seemed to be level-headed, didn't do the most, and that comment about um worrying about his he didn't just say worried you should be attracted to me. He said I'm worried that my life decisions before now, she would not find attractive. I don't think I've ever heard that in 14 seasons. So he has my bouquet. And for Bride, listen, guys, there were many bad moments. I'm not giving her this bouquet because of 
her ability as a bride in one episode, but I was thoroughly entertained, and it is Lindsay, from the WAP to saying there's a fifth bride and Alyssa's boring. I just, you know, she had a friend. She said she wanted a black white Asian. I mean, she had a black friend in her, her bridesmaids. I was thoroughly entertained, guys. I apologize. I almost changed it. When the scene with the wedding came, I was like, how can I give this girl my bouquet after this? But by the end, when she said the WAP, I was like, nah, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Chris and Lindsay get mine. And who has yours? Uh, Mine actually goes to Jasmina and Michael. Okay. I, I just... I I really just, there was a moment where I was like, I just think these two are ready. And I really think they're going to get along. All right. <laughs> so who has your burnt ashes tame? I mean, pretty safe choice. I really intensely dislike Michael. This is so unfair to him. I just... <laughs> this man hasn't because done anything yet. To... I'm sorry, what'd you say? I said this man hasn't done anything yet, but okay. He hasn't. I recognize that. But he's triggering me. He's giving me strong Zach vibes. I don't want to hear about you being picky. We had five of them last season. I can't deal. It's too soon. <laughs> he's not ready. He told me that he can't compromise. He said he doesn't have patience. He always finds something wrong. I'm like, he has all the signs. So this is one of the re- one of the times where I wish we watched the kickoff special. Like, what did they see in him? I don't see the calm that you see. I see terror. So <laughs> he has my ashes. And for the girls, um, yeah, Alyssa. I just, I can tell you stuff about everybody else. I don't know what to say about her. She likes cowboy boots and she likes country music now. Okay, so <laughs> that's mine. So who has your ashes? Um, For my groom, it's Olajuwon. I see nothing good coming from there. Please, Olajuwon, prove me wrong. But I actually feel pretty solid about this. When he was with that stripper, I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> um, My bride, my bride, Ashley's bride, is, is Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. I have no more words to describe the horror. The horror. Like, at watching that wedding. No, she was a train wreck. <laughs> I mean, she flashed her boobs twice. Twice! When she... And it's so unnecessary. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, guys, we've had a lovely first week being <laughs> back with Maths in Boston. Thank you for joining us. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter, so you can tell us what you think. We are at Alter Call M-A-F-S. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on the socials. Yes, and you're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We hope you enjoy. Make sure you subscribe. Thank you so much for your support. Um, for those that listen to Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating if you feel inclined and also spotify is introducing ratings soon if you already have that feature please give us a five-star rating and we hope to see you next week don't forget we have a bonus episode on our patreon where we are recapping the maths after party bye everyone
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.